Thanks for popping in to Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I'm honored to dive in with you today into waters that might seem a little shocking at first, but hopefully you will feel refreshed and strengthened as you and I dive deep. Welcome. Uh, I just wanted to talk about something real quick because um, it's been on my mind. If, if being a bad speller wasn't bad enough, um, I'm also not a good texter. <laughs> like one time I tried taking off the autocorrect because you know how it is. Like you send a text and then you read, I don't know why it is, but you like read it two seconds later and then you're like, oh my gosh, that's not what I meant to say. And so then you text again and you send it. And it's like sometimes three or four times before you get the right spelling right. So one time I thought I'm over this. I'm just going to take that right off my phone and uh Two seconds later, I figured out that is not a good decision for me uh, with, like, I need autocorrect um, more than it annoys me. But I realized some words I just, I don't know why, but every time I write them out, like the word and, okay, I know how to spell the word and. It's not like I don't know how to spell it, but it's, I'll write it and it always is A-N-S instead of A-N-D, which is super annoying. Or the word have, it's like I get the A-H-V-E instead of H-A-V-E. And I really don't know why when literally probably every person I text that I text those words to, I always text them wrong. Like, I don't know if it's how my fingers text or whatever, but do you not, aren't these things called smartphones? Like, shouldn't they know by now, oh, this girl does never notice how to write and or have. We'll just correct it for her. No, it corrects other things, but doesn't correct that. So Frank, tell me why that is. You work at Apple. You just need to let me know. Anyways, that's just my little pet peeve, my little rant about texting because it's so annoying. But... All right, so we are now past our open house. You're probably all tired of hearing about my open house, but those of you who have open houses, you get it. And it was so wonderful and and such a great day. Like the weather looked like it was going to be bad for like all week. It, it showed rain. And I even had a friend text me and she said, so what is your plan for uh if it rains and I was like it's not gonna rain in Jesus name she was like okay I'll agree with that with you and sure enough it like rained Friday night which was a blessing because I didn't have time to water my plants so the Lord watered my plants for me it's the little things people it's the little things I gotta praise him for um and then uh the next day it was like cloudy and everything and sure enough at two o'clock right when her party started sun came out. It was such a beautiful day. And as soon as two o'clock came, I just felt my whole body like, okay, (laughs) I can breathe. We did it. And then my next thought was, maybe I could go take a nap. (laughs) But um, it, it it was a great day. And I just was so thankful that it went well. Um, but the next morning I felt like I had a hangover. Now I've never had a hangover. So I, but I've heard people, you know, say what a hangover is. And I'm pretty sure it was close to that because I had a headache and I was nauseous and my body did not want to move. 
I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. And the problem was it was I couldn't just like relax because I had to be at church um, to lead worship. So I got to church and I just felt like everything was in a fog. And, um, but you know, what's crazy is we started practicing and I just felt like it was like the second song in of practice. And I just felt like my whole body just like relaxed and just felt a tremendous amount of like peace and just like, you know, the Lord comes through every time we need him to come through when he's called us to do something and we got to be ready to do it. He just like, I just felt such, I was just like sitting like, you know, when you've had a really long day and you finally get to go to bed and you lay your head on your pillow and you're just like, ah, or you get to take a nap. People, I love my naps. Like if, if, if you know me, you know, I love a good nap. And that is what it felt like. It felt like I crawled in my bed without Paul who snores. (laughs) It was me by myself. Um, and it was just like, oh, that's how my spirit just felt when I was just in God's presence. Now, the funny thing is, is on that that Sunday, like I, my husband doesn't know this. He's going to know this because he listens to my podcast. But I actually, um, I usually sit through both services and the second service. I actually ended up talking to people in the lobby because I was afraid I was going to fall asleep. But then I remembered I had to play at the end. So I actually got back in there just in time to play for him to wrap up his his sermon. And it's not because he's boring. Because if anything, my husband is the most non-boring preacher in the universe. Like he's, he's, we always tease him. He's like a comedian preacher. So I was just, my body was so tired. And honestly, I feel like I'm still recovering. I, I don't know why, like I shouldn't shouldn't take me that long to recover from, but I mean, obviously we had done tons of work on our house and we had family in and I have felt like I needed, like I would, I've woken up every day this week and felt like I just needed to go back to bed. Um, and I started to get a little frantic because I have had all my podcasts and I knew this, this moment would come where I just didn't know what the next podcast was supposed to be. So I was getting a little frantic because I felt so tired and just like, what am I going to do? Like, what what am I going to talk about? I, I didn't really have, I have had ideas written down and kind of been jotting things down for other podcasts. But I was like, not now, Lord, not now. I need something. And um, I just felt like he was speaking the word rest to me uh, just over this last week and just coming off of everything that I come off of. And I, I don't think that most of us are good at resting. We live in a world where it's like we're busier than ever. Like before Corona, um, I literally had everything planned up till July, like every weekend, like everything. And obviously that slowed us down in some ways for us. It really, we had to amp some stuff up because of online church and trying to keep connected with people. But I mean, it's just, we are just busy, busy people. And I feel like we almost wear our busyness like a badge. Like, can you relate to that? Like, I feel like often people are trying to outdo each other 
with their busyness. Like I've had conversations with people and I've heard conversations where like one person is like, I have A, B, and C going on. And then the other person is like, well, you think you're busy. I have A, B, C, and X, Y, and Z going on. It's like we we have this like competition of like who has more going on in their life, whose schedule is crazier and has more stuff going on. And I know like I have fallen into the rat race trap and if I don't accomplish a certain amount of things, I don't feel like I've done anything. But there have been times in my life, like three different occasions that I know for sure, where I actually physically could not move. I mean, I remember I was sitting on the couch, Joseph was a baby, the first time that it happened. And um, I kept thinking, get up, like get off the couch. And my body would not move. I remember calling for Paul and I think he came and got Joseph because I was just like, I can't move. My body is like, I had basically allowed myself to become so physically worn out that finally my body just was like, that's enough. And it just poses the question, why do we have such a hard time with rest? Like, why do, how do we get to that point where we're just so physically exhausted, we can't even function? Like, maybe you're not one of those people. I know for me, like, I require a certain amount of hours of sleep. My husband does not. I don't know how he does it. But like, if I don't have a certain amount of sleep, I don't function. If my body will shut down and be like, enough, you've done enough. And so I'm not working for you any longer. It's like, it's like, I'm firing myself is what my body says to me. But like, how do, why do we get to that point? I, and I think one of the reasons is like, often I feel like rest to us is like, um, like a bad word. Like I, I've heard people say, we never take a vacation because, you know, like we're like, it's a, like they, I think it should get a trophy for never taking a vacation, you know, like, because that would mean that they rested, that they took time to just like slow down. And maybe it's because we equate rest with like, we think if we rest or being lazy or we're all of a sudden, if we rest, we're being unproductive. I don't know if I think those words play into it, why we think that rest is such a bad thing to do. And yet, it's something we need to do. Uh, Recently, a friend of mine had surgery, and she's a planner and a scheduler. Like, she likes her days full. She does not like to be idle at all. But obviously, she had surgery, so she had to change some things um, because her body just needed to rest and, you know, recover. And so I asked her how she was doing and she said, well, at first I was really worried about how I was going to handle it. But then I realized I now had time to journal and like read a new devotional and take some extra time with God. And she's like, it is, and she said this like with her face lit up, like her face totally lit up as she was talking to me about this. And she was like, I, just spending this time like uninterrupted, not scheduled, not like um, I have to be somewhere, I have to do something has just been blessing me. And she's like, I'm, I've just been totally loving it. 
see, like she thought <laughs> before the surgery, like having a time of rest was going to be awful. Like she wasn't looking forward to it. We, we had conversations about it, um, that it was going to take away from her productivity. And yet she found that having that time was actually so spiritually fulfilling to her life. And now I'm not talking about like being like, we're not going to, when I talk about rest, I'm not talking about being lazy. Like I'm not giving you permission. (laughs) Like Aaron talked about rest. And so I just need to go in my room and I need to upload my Netflix and my, um, Hulu and my Amazon and (laughs) all these things. And I need to have some bonbons. When people say that, I don't even actually think I know what bonbons are. They must be like some chocolate thing, I'm assuming, because women like chocolate. I don't know. But so we're not talking about that. We're, We're talking about the word rest. And actually the word rest means to relax into something and let it support you. Like when I felt like I'd been hit by a truck after the party, when I allowed myself to just relax in God's presence, I felt him support my weariness and my tiredness, which is the exact meaning of rest is relaxing and letting something support you. Um, this Sunday, my husband, he stole my verse. Like we've been doing that lately. Like I might say a verse in a podcast and then he'll preach about it. I'll be just looking at him and he'll be like, looking like, I know it's in your podcast. Well, he kind of, I already had this verse and then he said it on Sunday. I was like, wait a second. They're going to think I stole your verse, but I didn't people. I had it first. Like we have dibs on the Bible. I don't know. Um, but in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says, and you know this verse, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. How often do we do that? How often do we go to him? I mean, we fill our days to the max and we throw in a verse of the day and a quick prayer sometimes. I mean, let's just be honest. Sometimes the only prayer we have for the day is when we pray at dinner time. (laughs) And then it's like, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. No, I'm just kidding. Um, And we call that like, oh, well, I spent time with God. I I got really convicted uh, years ago um, because I had started to really like pay attention to my health. And um, part of it was I was not, my body was not working correctly and I needed to figure out what was wrong with it. Ended up finding out, um, was allergic to gluten and all kinds of stuff was going on. So, um, I started to like take care of myself and really commit to taking things out of my diet so I could be healthier, like just for my body, not to like lose weight and stuff, but just to like feel good. And, um, I was like on top of it, like, I would get up, I would work out, I would have my a certain kind of shake, I would eat a certain way, you know, like I was on my game. And then I just felt like um, the Lord was just like, um, hey, uh, so uh, you have time to work out and you have time to take care of your physical being. And not that I felt like that was wrong. There was nothing wrong with that. Um, but then I felt like he was like, but 
you can't make time for me and care for your spiritual self. Like you're carving out time for, for your physical self, but you are not carving out time for your spiritual self. And um, I, the moment, like I, I felt like him say that, I mean, he, he got my attention with that question. And I was like, okay, God, like, yes, I'm, I'm not going to just do, take time for that, but I'm also going to take time to spend time with you. And I found that that time for him was truly not just like life-changing, but like daily life-changing, like the day-to-day, it was making a difference in how I was approaching my day, how I felt about my day, and settling myself to have rest time in his presence and with his word was supplying a very much needed rest time for me. And I kind of felt like it's like when your kids um, stop taking naps, like in our house when my kids did, um, I was like, okay, it's rest time. And I give them a pile of books and sit on the couch and they'd have to sit there. You know, they could have a few little toys, but they'd have to stay on the couch and it was rest time. Maybe I did it more for my sanity than anything, but (laughs) it's kind of how I felt like when I needed to with God, like, okay, it's rest time. It's time to spend with God and I need to do this for my, for my sanity. It, it actually was for my sanity as well to spend that time with him. So, you know, when I talk about a topic, I don't want to just give you Aaron's opinion or anything. I want to use the word. And I felt like there's a story in the Bible that I think is great for this topic. And um, to be honest with you, for years, I've read this story and felt like um, when I read it, it was more of like a personality trait thing. Um, that's kind of how I approached it because quite I didn't really like the story. <laughs> it kind of bothered me. <laughs> and mainly because I identified with the one uh, woman in it who Jesus kind of sounds like if I picture the scene of the story, and you'll see what I mean in a second, um, where I just feel like he's just shaking his head in the story. <laughs> so, um, so if you want to pull out your Bible or you want to write it down, you want to read it later, um, the story is in Luke 10. It starts in verse 38 through 42. It's the story of Mary and Martha. And some of you are already like, yeah, I'm a Martha. I don't like this story either because <laughs> I'm, Mar- I'm a Martha. Like uh, that's who I have identified with in the past. And maybe you're a Mary. Okay. Uh, well, good for you. Um, you irritate us, Martha's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it happened in the story, um, which is funny because my husband has teased me for years. Um, he would say, if the UPS guy is coming, you feel like you have to have your floors washed for the UPS man. That's like how crazy I would get about cleaning my house. And, you know, this is before I had four kids. Four, the fourth kid hit and I don't know, things changed a bit. I mean, I still like things clean, but it's not nowhere near as as I used to. Um, but I'm going to read the story to you. And it's, uh, like I said, uh, Luke 10, starting in verse 38. It says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. 
But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, and she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, I just want to start off with this. Um, company's coming to your house. Like, Jesus. <laughs> okay, we get stressed out when company comes to our house, but can you imagine Jesus coming to your house? Like, the company of the company of the company is coming to your house. And you here you have Martha, who's a doer. Like, she's, most most of us are doers, like we're women, um, if you're a woman. Some men are doers, like when I meet a guy and he's like, yeah, I like the house done this way, and I'm like, man, that's awesome. Um, but then you have Mary, who's a beer, like she's, I didn't say a beer, a beer. <laughs> she just sits at Jesus' feet and is present with him. And um, I, I, as I was reading this story, this um, video popped, like I was reminded of this video that I watched and you can find it. If you just type in um, on YouTube, a man getting his house ready for company. I think it's called Companies Coming. Like watch it because it's so funny. I'm sure you've seen it because I've I've seen it several times. But um, basically he's imitating his wife getting the house ready for company. And he's like saying things like this, like, um, I want this house looking like Disney on ice in one minute. And you say like, if you haven't made your bed, throw it away. It's too late now. Or fluff the couches. We can't let people know we sit. Uh, there can't be any sign of living in this house. This is a dish towel. We need a hand towel. What are we, barbarians? I mean, like, it's so funny. Like, I can't even do it justly, but those are some of the lines from it, which like, I'm sure you can already relate. Maybe we haven't said like things like that, but we've said stuff to our family. Like, you know, when your kids, okay, this is an, okay, total side note, irritation. When my kids, I say, um, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this. And this is their response. You already know what I'm going to say. Who's coming over? nobody's coming over. We just need a clean house. Okay. Such a, a total side note people, but such an irritation. But anyways, so when company's coming, we lose our minds sometimes, especially if it's like someone for the first time. Like if it's someone who's been to my house before, I'm like, eh. <laughs> not because I don't care. Some of you are like, oh, is that how you feel when I come over? No, it's just, you're comfortable. It's like, you know, they know you, they love you despite it. But when I had someone for the first time, I don't know why, like I remember having our pastor's wife over, like we were newly, well, we had Amanda, she was a baby. And I literally like was sweating droplets of sweat because I was so nervous about having her over. I mean, but can you imagine Jesus? Jesus is coming to your house. <laughs> Talk about going nuts. Um, and what's so funny to me, like this is a sister's thing, right? Because Mary and Martha are sisters. She tattles on her to Jesus. <laughs> like Martha must have felt pretty comfortable with Jesus to be like, ah, uh, Jesus, uh, excuse me, my sister, can like tell her to help me. <sighs> and 
And then the, this part gets me every time. And maybe this is why I don't like this or haven't liked the story. Because when Jesus says, Martha, Martha, I just feel like he's just sitting there, like shaking his head at her. like, And I just insert my own name there. And he's saying, Aaron, Aaron, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. See, Mary had chosen what was better, and it, he said, and it will not be taken away from her. That verse gets me every single time. See, when I used to read it before, like I loved Martha because she speaks my, my love language is like acts of service, like thousand percent. I'm an acts of service person. And so like, I'm like, me and Martha are on the same page. Like we could hang, like we could swap like cleaning techniques or, you know, like we, we totally could have a great conversation about cleaning. <laughs> and I could not identify with Mary. Like she annoyed me. I'm just going to put it out there. She annoyed me because it felt like she was the goody tushy one. You know, the one who was just like, chose what I mean I know that's being real people but it is it is what it is I mean if you're a Martha a Mary will annoy you <laughs> and because she didn't even care she didn't even care that there was stuff that needed to be done but when you hear Jesus's words that's what like does me in that's where I'm like it it cuts through me every single time because he says she has chosen what is better because she allowed herself to be present and she like rests at Jesus's feet and she takes him in because he was present and she didn't want to miss it. She would, she didn't want to miss the opportunity to sit with Jesus. Everything else completely faded away into the background compared to him. He was there and she was like, I'm going to soak him in. Like, Yes, she did. She chose what was better. She got it. And that annoyed me. <laughs> See, we um, we can learn so much from her. I, I thought of a story that, I mean, when he says that she chose better and it would not be taken away from her, it just kind of reminded me a story of years ago, we had a huge ice storm. And we lost power for several days. And it was right before Christmas. Like, ugh, who needs that right before Christmas? And we actually ended up needing to go stay down at my in-laws because we didn't have any heat or anything. And I was really bummed because we actually um, always host a Christmas Eve party at our house for... Um, I didn't grow up with family um, around us. And so, like, our friends became our family and so that's what's happened now. We don't have family really by us. So we invite those that have become like family to us and over to our house. And I remember waking up on Christmas Eve at my in-laws. They live like an hour away. And just knowing that I needed to spend time with Jesus. Like, I mean, have you ever had days where you just feel like he's calling you? Like he's just like, hey, <laughs> you know, like, you, you just feel that pulling of him wanting to spend time with you. And that was one of those days. And I, I kept busying myself thinking, 
can we pull this party off with no electricity? <laughs> I still have presents to wrap. I still have this to do. And then, uh, like, as I was worried about all this stuff, like, we found out our power was back on. So uh, the initial feeling was, okay, pack up everything, get home, get everything done. We could still pull this party off. And I just had that feeling of, like, come spend time with me. So I grabbed a cup of coffee. I found a spot by myself. And I just sat down and I just spent some time reading my Bible and praying and just spent some time with the Lord. And then like when that was done, I told Paul, I'm like, okay, now we can go. And it was, we did not have that much time. And I mean, we hadn't been home in a couple of days. And so like things need to be like our fridge hadn't worked. We didn't have the generator. My husband has like this amazing generator now. Should that ever happen again? So we're set now, but we didn't have that back then. And uh, like, let me just say this, like my husband's generator is like our fifth child. I don't know, maybe not our fifth because his guitars might be our fifth child, fifth, sixth. So maybe our seventh child. Yeah. He'll be like, I dusted it off. Like, <laughs> That's how important this generator is. But we didn't have that. So we had, we were behind in stuff. And um, so, but I remember like we got home, we had gotten groceries, we had cleaned the house, I'd gotten the presents wrapped, I'd gotten Pinterest food made that I had pinned months in advance that I really wanted to make. And like we were all set by the time the party needed to happen and it was an awesome night and I remember I laid my head down on my pillow and I felt like the Lord said because you chose me the joy could not be taken away from you like everything turned out great because you stopped and you chose me first see we never have to worry that because we choose what is good, which is spending time with him, that will be behind or off of our game. I, I, my husband says that all the time. He's like, you know, sometimes I wake up and you already feel behind, you know, like that feeling, like you wake up and you're like, I'm already 10 steps behind of where I should be in the day. And so we, it's so easy to cast off our Bible reading or our devotional time or whatever, because we're already behind. Who has time for that? And yet, I know that the times that I, and I can't say I'm always good at this, like I'm working on it myself, but when I'm like, okay, I don't care that I'm already 10 steps behind, I need to spend time with him. And it's amazing how he, I feel like by the end of the day, I wasn't 10 steps behind. Why? Because I took time to be with him, to just rest in his presence and be with him. Um, resting with God only adds value to our life and resting with God refreshes us in a way a nap never could, <laughs> which is saying a lot since I love my naps. Um, but in Jeremiah 31, 25, it says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. If you feel spiritually or physically tired, I mean, just like, I, I literally can't, I can't move. Like maybe you feel that physically or maybe you feel that spiritually. I implore you to just go sit as Mary did at the feet of the one who can restore your soul. Don't pack your day so full 
that there isn't room for the one who longs to be with you and is the one that you need to make it through the day. (laughs) Like, come on, people, we need him. We need him to make it through the day. Don't rush your word or your devotional or your journaling time. I'm personally not a journaler, but maybe you are. Or however that time of God looks for you, like don't compare And that's another thing. Don't compare what your time of God looks like with other people's. But get in your word. That is super important. And find a good devotional that points you to the word. Not someone's opinion, but like their opinion lines up with the word of God. Um, And just relax with him and let him support you, right? Isn't that what rest means? Like to relax and be supported. That's what it, when we rest with God, when we allow ourselves to just like let him take the load off of us and then he's there to support him and choose him first in everything and everything will fall into place. I'm not, and I'm not saying like, if you spend time with God first thing in the morning, your day is gonna be fantastic. No, your kid's still gonna poop. The dog's still gonna run away. You might get a flat tire, you know, You could flood your bathroom like I did. (laughs) I mean, stuff still happens, but you will be able to approach it in a completely different way than you would have and feel supported through it because you went to the one who's able to support you throughout the day because you rested in him first. Resting is not equal laziness. Resting means spending time with God and just being with him and you will be able to be Mary and hear Jesus say, you chose what was good and it will not be taken away from you. He will add so much to your day and to your life if you just stop and just relax and let him support you. I'm working on it. I'm, I have not arrived in this in this area, and I think that's why the Lord was like, "Okay, let's talk about rest. Let's 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 dive into rest, and let's work on this in your life because it's important. And we will, I think, it'll change us and make us approach each day differently and better if we allow ourselves that time to just rest and be supported by Him. Thanks for joining me. I love you. Now go rest.